Welcome back. It's The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick. It's election day in Alabama today. This is an off-year special election for a Senate seat, and that's one race, let's face it, that the rest of the country would usually ignore. Well, not this time. It was time for closing arguments in Alabama last night. Here was Kayla Moore, wife of Republican candidate Roy Moore, veering away from the familiar charge that Roy Moore had sexual contact with teenage girls as young as 14. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. A new tack for Kayla Moore there. Well, President Trump won Alabama by nearly 30 points, and Alabama shouldn't even be an idea for Democrats. In fact, Alabama hasn't elected a Democratic senator since way back in 1992. By the way, can you name who that was? Tweet me if you think you know the answer to that one. Anyway, Alabama is not a place Republicans expected to be in a real race with Democrat Doug Jones. Governor Bill Haslam of Tennessee is chairman of the Republican Governors Association. And to people like Governor Haslam, the Roy Moore phenomenon is bad news for the future of the GOP. I think you could have come away with the wrong impression while Obama was in the White House because there was such a pushback against him that we gained a lot of seats. We gained 10 governor seats. We gained 983 legislative seats around the country. And don't confuse the wind in the face of your opponent with a wind being at your back. We have to figure out a way to reach out to that younger voter as well as the minority voter. And, and, and how do you do that? Look, there, there have been Republicans like you who've been calling for this for eight years, and your party has gone in precisely the opposite direction by embracing President Trump. Uh, what are the policies? What are the ways that your party would actually appeal to younger voters, to minority so, voters, and to women voters when so much of the loudest megaphone message <laughs> coming from the Oval Office is precisely different? So I would argue we can do that. Look at the results in governor's races around the country. Greg Abbott in Texas, who did very, very well with Hispanic vote. Charlie Baker, who wins in Massachusetts as a Republican and still has a 70 percent approval rating like Governor Hogan does in Maryland, uh, pointing to the fact that we have a Republican governor in Vermont, Bernie Sanders' home state. So my point would be, as Republicans, we have a message that does resonate with folks. But to win in the blue states or even the purple states, we have to have candidates that not only can speak to that message, but have to be comfortable speaking to it. I get what you're saying, and it's a fine strategy, Governor, and that some of the things that I see are so much different. Uh, the Republican National Committee just poured $170,000 into Alabama to help elect Roy Moore at the direction of the president, of course. But again, if you want to impress young voters, minority voters, and particularly married woman voters, uh, throwing the party's full weight behind Roy Moore probably wasn't a great way to do it. No, I I mean, I would agree with what feels to me like a majority of our Republican senators in Washington who have said we disagree with that move. That was not a smart move. Forget smart. Is it the right thing to do? Um, And I'll be on the side of those folks who'd say, I don't think that's where the RNC needs to be putting their money. That's not the message of who we want to be. And it's going to if he does win. It's a problem once he gets to Washington that will continue to uh, to be around. So I fully agree that's not a uh, a helpful development for the party or for us as we try to win governor's races around the country. Can you give me an example of one or two policies that you think would be great for Republicans to champion that would appeal to minority voters, uh, voters of color and women without losing 
I don't know, uh, what Joe Walsh called uh, his angry white caucus that, that makes up so much of the Republican base now? Sure. I, I'll give you something we've done in Tennessee. Several years ago, we launched the Tennessee Promise, first state to have two years free of community college or technical school to everyone. And you might say, well, that sounds like another entitlement. The Republicans are, are against entitlements. But I would argue it's this. And in today's world, you can't argue that there's not income inequality. I don't care what your politics are. We have income inequality. The question is, what are you going to do about it? The Democrats would say, let's just redivide the pie. But I would argue their math doesn't work. And the only thing that can change it is giving more people the opportunity to compete in an environment where more qualification and more technical training is needed than ever before. As Republicans, I think we could actually lead with that issue. And then we could say to folks who who thought, well, we're not a college going family. Say, well, yes, you are. And it's free. And here's why you need to start thinking about that in third grade. Bread and butter economics. It sounds like you want to fight with Bernie Sanders for the hearts and minds of uh, working class voters. Well, I, I mean, we don't just believe these things because they benefit rich people or because it's because there's some self-interest in it. But we actually think that's how things work best, that we think our whole system of democratic capitalism has created the best economy in the world. And one of my fears is that you have a younger generation that is just saying, A, I'm getting turned off by the whole politics thing. B, every time I, I hear and read about business, it, it sounds like they're the bad guys. And where we say, no, that's actually a, it's a great system for creating opportunity. And I'll take my system over Bernie's system in terms of producing better outcomes every day. You know, Governor, I think a lot of young people would love a policy of free community college championed by a Republican. And then I think they might click to the next news item and see that Republicans are passing a tax bill that makes tuition taxable income and say, wait a second, that's not the party for me at all. For me, I look at that tax bill and say it's doing something really big. And this is what some of your listeners, given the geography, probably don't like is I think we're doing the right thing and taking away the ability to deduct your state and local taxes against federal taxes. Our whole system of federalism was set up saying every state gets to decide how they want to run things. And if you want to have a really generous program and tax people more, that's your privilege. You get to go do that. But you shouldn't make the rest of the country subsidize that for you. And that's the system we have today. So, Governor, how are we going to know? Um, let's give you a couple years. I think 2018 is going to be good for Democrats. That's a midterm. Donald Trump's unpopular. We get that. How are we going to know when I look back on this conversation now that the advice that you're giving today for your party to appeal to a broader base of Americans uh, has started to take root? The argument that I would make is this. Look what we can do with Republicans if we elect the right people. Again, we have 33 governors around the country in all these blue states. And my point would be we have arguments that resonate with folks, but we can't just write off a big chunk of the country and expect to realistically expect to have the right to govern. Can you write them in with Donald Trump still being the leader of the Republican Party? Be honest. I'll say this. If the economy keeps going and people's economic circumstances keep improving, people are going to have a whole different view. Governor Bill Haslam of Tennessee, thank you, sir. Thanks. I enjoyed visiting. Look forward to talking again. By the way, the answer to that trivia, Alabama hasn't elected a Democratic senator since 1992. That was Richard Shelby, who is still a senator from Alabama. He was a Democrat then until he switched to Republican in 1994. And in 2017, in his fifth term, Republican Richard Shelby says he did not vote for Roy Moore. 